Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. So what are the 10 biggest agent regrets? Well, yesterday we went through agent regrets. What was it, Julie? One through four? One through three. One through three. And so we're rolling into agent regret number four. Um, And by the way, thank you for all of you who are giving us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and whatever your podcast listening widget is. We certainly appreciate you helping us get the word out. And if you've not yet given us a five-star review on whatever your podcast listening widget is, you should feel horrible about it. And the only way to make that horrible, unbelievable pain go away is to go ahead and give us a five-star review. (laughs) We can solve that for you. We can solve it for you just like that. So please do consider doing that. And also, if you're listening to us on YouTube, we're picking up a ton of new YouTube subscribers. Do subscribe to the channel and then click on that little bell icon so you will be notified about new podcasts we're putting out. And we are increasing what we're doing, and I'll tell you what we're doing. So we're going to be adding a new channel to this podcast, which is going to be um, interviews. We're going to start doing interviews, and we're also going to start doing clubhouses again. We started doing clubhouses at the beginning of last year. Um, and we're going to pick that up again now that Clubhouse allows you to record your Clubhouse. And we're going to make those into podcasts. And we're going to make those into YouTube videos as well. So in other words, we're going to probably um, you know, increase the amount of content we're creating for all of you guys by two or 300% over the next probably 60 days or less. So look forward to all that. And yes, if you're interested in being interviewed, please do go over to our main website, timandjulieharris.com. And you can do this on your iPhone or your, uh, you know, your um, Android as well. And then click on the podcast icon and then there's a little form on there if you want to be interviewed because we're going to be looking for people that really have extraordinary stories to share they're going to be educational motivate and motivational and help other people get into action Mm -hmm. so we're picking up on point number four julie and point number four is a very interesting point it is indeed so point number four and you know it's okay if this resonates with you it doesn't make you unusual but it would make you better to deal with it so point number four Health and fitness fails. How long are you going to wait to get into shape? Does it take a health scare to get you into action? Keep this in mind. 78% of patients hospitalized with COVID are overweight, in addition to other problems which might have been caused by being overweight. Most who die had cardiovascular disease or hypertension before they got COVID-19. So start today to turn that ship around, but don't wait until you have something like that hit you. So now we're talking about, we're real estate coaches. We're talking about how to help you guys, you know, obviously make money and help people. Well, let's start out by, to Julie's point number four, by helping yourself and getting in better shape. Everyone makes promises to themselves that they're going to get in better shape. But Julie just said something that's really important. And I'll add to this. There was actually another study that Julie, oh man, some of you guys get so triggered when we talk about COVID. So revert, So before you get triggered and get nasty at uh, us about talking about COVID, um, understand that we do have the vaccination. We do our, you know, it's one of the greatest miracle, medical miracles of, of, of modern times. But the reality of it is, is that COVID, the number of people that died from it um, and those people who died, they had four on average comorbidities. And that's something that Michelle Lewinsky uh, from the CDC, I believe, said mm-hmm. just last week. So 
the chances of you dying um, when you have uh, COVID and you don't have any other comorbidities is you know, very, very low. But if you have a bunch of other health problems and a lot of health problems that humans unfortunately uh, impose upon themselves are triggered by your, uh, you know, essentially if you work out and how you eat and really obesity was one of the number one uh, comorbidities for people that actually passed away from um, COVID. And we had a couple friends die and both of them needed to lose weight. So it doesn't, and, yeah. and again, I'm, we're not doing judgy. We're just stating no, sort it's of- it's because we care about you. So exactly. get your head screwed on straight. And by the way, usually this, the, the effect that COVID had on people with those comorbidities, also other things do. Just having the flu is worse when you have stuff like that. So Get to work on it. For example, working out at Orange Theory, CrossFit, well, Zumba, etc. So how do you use your quest to get in better shape, right? So this is the side benefit. When you go starting to get in better shape and to Julia's point and you go to gyms, like, you know, we, there's so many of you that have listened to us talk about all these things in years past. And so many of you have built businesses basic, basically off expanding your centers of influence and past clients at the gyms. That's right. So I'm actually combining a couple of points. I'm using your quest to get in better shape, which is good for you anyway, with your quest to expand your centers of influence. Now, going on a walk, that's better than doing nothing. That's true. But working out with other people where you're sharing an experience is superior to that for the sake of your business as well. So going on a walk by yourself is good for your health, but it's not good for your business. Right. Going on a walk with a group of people every day, especially if they happen to be real catty about houses for sale and the neighbors. Awesome. That's going to be awesome, right? <laughs> and that does happen, by the way. Go to the gym wearing headphones and keeping to yourself and you know looking like a Unabomber, good for your health. <laughs> Going to the gym and being friendly, not wearing headphones, making it so everyone knows you and talks to you all the time. That's good for your health and good for your business and good for your psychology. That's true. I mean, how many, we went on our six mile walk this morning and how many real estate conversations did we just pass by with, you know, a group of four or five women, I mean, a couple of guys I mean, on the way to the like golf six course. Or seven. Everybody was talking about real yep. estate all the time. So put yourself in the middle of those conversations. And all we right. don't sell real estate. No, this was just in passing. Imagine yep. if you guys actually did this on purpose. All right, so when you're working out, make it a point to build that center of influence, to make new friends, to become more and more confident talking about real estate. The Ford, that's F-O-R-D, uh, stands for, the Ford talking points stand for the form of your conversation. So that's family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. That's how you create those conversations. It is not a formal script. It is a memory jogger. Talk about family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Everyone has those, and talking about occupation opens the door for you to let everyone know what you do. Now, you are at a unique point in time where that's not nearly as hard as it is when the market isn't acting like it is. Everybody's talking about real estate all the time. Have you heard about the sale over on Elm Street? Did you hear about this new construction area going in? Everybody's talking about it all the time. You better be as well. Just make sure your real estate chatter doesn't roll into basically gossip. That's easy, an easy mistake or to drama. make. Or drama. Right, or drama. Now, just to practice the Ford thing, I want you, and I had somebody, where were we, Julie? It wasn't mm -hmm. that long ago. A guy came up to me. We were, I think we were at a hotel or something. I don't think it was our event. It was somebody, oh, I remember. We were in Miami. We were at a C5 event. Oh, yes, that's And right. it, it was a podcast listener. And he came up to us and he asked us, how does he, he described himself as very analytical and, introverted. you know, introverted. And he was, he, he it was obvious too, because he was standing there by himself when he walked away. He didn't have any big people around him. 
But in any event, so he was somebody that did not feel, he felt like a fish out of water, certainly in real estate, let alone at a real estate event full of very demonstrative, gregarious people. So he came up to us and he asked us how we go, how, you know, you go about having conversations with people you don't know. And so I didn't answer his question. I didn't even acknowledge it. What I do is I just start asking him questions about himself. And I started asking about his family, where he's from. And he instantly rolled into talking about his family. He loved the fact that I was showing mm-hmm. interest in him. And we, I started out, are you married? Do you have any kids? And you know, your family, how long have you lived here? And all the rest of it. These are all family questions. Family questions, right. And he and I were just having a natural, normal conversation. He didn't even realize what I was doing and I was forwarding him. And then I pivoted and I, uh, I, I pivoted and then I started asking him about um, – like when the family conversations started to go a little dry, then I started asking him questions about his occupation. So you're obviously selling real estate. What's your principal areas of, real, of you know, do you sell condos? You're in, here in Dade County. Where is it? You? And we started talking about that. And then I stopped. I said, did you see what I just did? And he goes, he was still, he, he was mid thought about talking about condos or something. And he goes, no, what? I said, I was just forwarding you. I was just having a conversation. I knew nothing about you. I was just showing interest, sincere interest in you following uh, family occupation, recreation dreams. Um, and that's what you do. You need to do the same thing with other people. And you, get good at it. And Well, I, Reasonably yeah. good at it. Most because pe- they're, they're going to take the conversation and, and run with it. It's, they're going to make it easier than you're making it. Getting good at it's easy because all you've got to do is listen to what they're saying and ask a question about yes. what they said. There's no, It's not like a real high-skilled thing. Just listen to what they said. Here, here's kind of just advanced coaching here. Listen to what they say. Ask a question about what they say. If something comes to you organically, don't force it. Mm-hmm. But avoid the temptation to talk about yourself. When you talk about yourself, you've lost. Don't talk about yourself because ultimately what really wins people over is when you show sincere interest in them and uh, you don't talk about yourself because nobody, it's like it's become normalized in conversation that people will talk to you about, uh, ask you a question just long enough to listen to you to be relatively polite so they can then talk about themselves. That's true. And every conversation is leading back to them wanting to talk about themselves. And that's especially true with very uh, you know extroverted type people, which are most people in real estate. So your secret sauce, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, is to follow the family occupation recreation dreams thing, which has been around forever. Julie and I didn't create oh, yeah. that. But remember, the power is asking questions, listening to what they said, asking follow-up questions. And then what you've done is you've carved a special place out on their hearts because you have actually shown sincere interest in them, not competing with them to tell your story, which is normalized. And even if consciously they don't realize what you've done because they won't, they're going to subconsciously remember you in a very favorable way. And then you can end the conversation in a natural way. You don't have to go through – it's not – again, this is not like it's a – It's not formal. It's not an interrogation, right? <laughs> if, if it levels off at Ford and it's time to you know basically walk away or go back into the room or – you know, your coffee's ready, whatever, whatever situation you're in, that's great. But always try to make, uh, get the person's contact information before you depart so that you obviously then can add them to your centers of influence and past clients. And if now, if you see them on a regular basis, back to Julie's previous point, or actually this point, if you're seeing them, this is the power of going to a gym. So let's actually make a plan for them. Sure. Um, so if you go, our prescription to all of you is to join Orange Theory if there's one in your marketplace. It is not, they don't force you to do anything you're uncomfortable doing. And trust me when I tell you, most people at Orange Theory are out of shape and they're there to get in shape, especially this time of year. Common interest. Common interest. So you already have that common interest. Y'all are fat, you need to lose it, right? That's something everyone can basically be very supportive of. 
Now you're going to have a couple outliers, but for the most part, Orange Theory is not going. You know, it's not going to be people that are like the same. They're not. Uh, they're not cro- superheroes. They're not CrossFit types. They're basically people that are normal people that are there to get in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, they promised themselves they would always do it. They are there suffering as much as you are, <laughs> and they're there to accomplish the same goal as you are. Just the very thing that just those very elements that you have in common immediately are going to make them attached to you and you to them. Now. How do you take that to the next level? If you just see them once prior to Orange Theory, and the nice thing about Orange Theory, the reason it makes it perfect for gathering real estate leads is you're supposed to get to the class, like uh, get there, you know, 15 minutes, whatever beforehand, and they make you wait in this little nice little sitting area and everyone gathers and you can start making friends and you can start seeing the same people. And even if you're just, like I said, a super introvert, by the very nature of seeing other people on a regular basis, you're going to start making friends with them. Now, if you see those people three days a week, five days a week, you're all of a sudden, trust me when I tell you, especially after you have that shared experience of going through Orange Theory, you will have made yourself lifetime friends. Julie and I still have friends from uh, Georgetown, even though we haven't lived there for almost three years, that we still communicate with on a regular basis through Orange Theory. And Julie and I did not sell real estate in Texas. And when we when we were going to Orange Theory, we picked up real estate referrals constantly. Yeah, right and left. And we weren't even looking for them. People, oh, you're in real estate. Okay, well, I'm thinking about this or I'm thinking about that. Well, yeah, I mean, you were jogging on a tra- treadmill next to a builder, okay? Yeah. And then on the other side of me was a gal that ran some new construction that was basically next door to Orange Theory. And then the girl that I would be on the treadmill next to, she was looking for a house. I mean, it, all you have to do is befriend them. And be like them. You know, you're in the same suffering tribe together on the treadmill. And talk about real estate. And it will get easier. It will get much easier. And it's even better if you do maybe Orange Theory plus, say, a hiking club on Saturday mornings. But the moral of the story is do it with other people. Yes. Do not do it by yourself. And and then that – and again, do it – just to really be clear with all of you, there are seven days of the week – Maybe go to Orange Theory at the same time every single week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then maybe do something else Tuesday and Thursday that's less, frankly, less impactful. Maybe go on a long walk in the neighborhood with your neighbor or with your friends or just whatever. Yes, it's all good. And and meanwhile, you're getting in better shape. A nice thing about Orange Theory is it's not the same routine every day. So Mm. one day it's going to be maybe weights and high impact cardio. And the next day it's going to be something that's not going to be as strenuous, but you'll get the gist of it. Uh, but again, it's the repetitious boredom that ultimately pays off. It's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Some of you will be able to build real estate businesses just out of going to maybe orange. Again, you can go to the same orange theory uh, every single day of the week, but do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the same time, Tuesday, Thursday at the same yeah, time, Saturday at the same time. And then you're going to start making friends with different groups of people. You guys get it? I promise you, for all of you, this is going to be something that will forever change your lives. You'll get in better physical shape, better mental shape. You'll be less prone to whatever variant decides to try to kick our butts next. And you're going to be doing real estate deals. No downside other than you have to make yourself uncomfortable and you have to do the real work of real estate while you're getting in shape. Not a bad deal if you ask me. Which is probably all on your New Year's resolutions anyway. Or at least it was 10 years. Or it should be, right? Or it was 10 years ago. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so we're talking about 10 biggest real estate agent and broker regrets. Number five. You should take a step back. Do not write yourself off because you're too young, too old. Uh, it, to doing what we just said. Do not, I just had this thing rattle around in my yeah. head that someone out right. there is saying, I'm too old, I'm too this, I'm too the other thing. That's not true. You can go there and you can walk on the treadmill. 
You can go there and just do what's a phys- what, what is appropriate for you. Well, that's actually what's very cool about. I mean, I so, we sound like an Orange Theory commercial, but here's the thing: those SOBs really should sponsor us. <laughs> they definitely should. But what I did notice was, and I, I mean, it applied to me as well when we when we started. Was one of the cool things about Orange Theory is that the coaches are trained in how to help you. If say you're somebody that can only handle a treadmill at no incline, walking on a three. And they're going to work with you so that you get better. And that's going to make you feel good. So it's it's all good. Point number five. Point number five. These are biggest regrets. Relying on the three B's of BS for your success. Oh, my gosh. That sounds radical. You wrote that. I know. But what are those three B's? You must have been in an ornery some mood. <laughs> some of these might uh, resonate with you. Uh, building a team, buying a business, and building your brand. These are the three B's of BS. Building a team, <laughs> buying business, and building your brand. So hold on. So when you guys are wanting to basically feel like Julia somehow, um, uh, I don't know what the word, insulted you, make sure you address the emails Sorry. to Julie at Tim and Julie Harris.com. <laughs> well, it's because Julie, those, it real. those are the three things that so many agents have lost potential oh, with over the last at least 15 years. And they don't yeah. even realize it. And yet none of them is really related to your success. None of them are required for your success. Nope. So here's the thing. Stop looking for external reasons and take ownership of your trajectory. That's the be honest part. Learn to proactively lead generate or you will never be in control of your potential. And I actually broke these down a bit if you want to look at those because there's three of them, the three B's of BS. Well, so just to emphasize this point, let's lean into the numbers. We do know statistically that there's more agents getting into the business and there's more agents failing out of the business faster. I probably didn't say that second part grammatically correct, but you get the gist of it. So the bottom line is, is agents, despite the fact that there's all this influx of lead buying and branding and uh, videoing and lead, all this passive lead generation stuff, you would think on the surface, that means there's more people generating leads that are going to basically tr- result in more transactions. But the exact opposite is true. More people are getting in the business, more people are failing out of the business. In other words, a higher percent of you are failing faster than ever before. And the reason is, and it's really quite self, it's evident, it should be very obvious, especially long-term podcast listeners. It's because when people get into the business nowadays, they're being told to do the wrong thing. They're being told to do passive stuff. They're being told to do things that might some Day hopefully will uh, result in a real estate transaction. That will certainly result in failure. And most agents fail within 24 months of this business and virtually all of them will fail within 60 months. That's the bottom line. 95% or something like that of all real estate transactions in 60 months will be done by people who have not yet received real estate licenses. I want you to think about what I just said. The cards are stacked against you if you do what everyone else is doing. And that's Julie's three Bs of of BS for your success. I mean, nice, it rhymes, but that really is important. Focus all your best energies on things that are going to put you in a position to help people and make money and get you paid in the next 90 days or less. Not these things that might someday hopefully will come if enough stars align and you create enough videos or TikToks or right. whatever. Well, so let's take some notes, those of you who are note takers. Point num- you know, B number one, building a team. Well, when you've learned how to be a powerful listing agent, you know, one who knows how to find, pre-qualify, present, list, and sell listings – You can then refer your buyer business to a buyer partner. Keep two or three buyers in your own pipeline, but these will be listing clients who are buying with you, repeat clients, or very high quality referrals. That's how you avoid 
you know, what in many of your minds is having to build a team. You don't have to build a team. So when you get real uh, in real estate and someone tells you you have to build your buyer lead generation funnel, um, you don't. You shouldn't. Here's what you should do. Learn how to be a listing agent. When you have a listing, you have to beat the buyers off the stick. They come to you. And you don't have to pay for them. And you don't have to waste your time trying to tweak your landing page and figure out how to be a copy editor and figure out all your colors and your fonts and test different landing pages. That's not what you should be doing. What you should be doing is calling the people, contacting the people who have their hands in the air right now and say, yes, I want to sell my house. Focus all your best energies on becoming a listing agent. And you guys don't have the luck. So those are luxury thoughts and luxury beliefs. That building a team, thinking you have that time, thinking you're uh, going to somehow be, uh, not run out of money first, that's a luxury belief. Building a brand is a luxury belief. Buying business is a luxury belief that you cannot afford. Or even if you can't afford, you're the one in a million person Why would you want to? that got into real estate <laughs> right with a whole bunch of money. Why would you want to? Don't do it, guys. Stay focused on doing the things that are going to put you in a position to help people and make money. And don't even take any side trips down these, uh, you know, Julie's three uh, B's of BS for your success. Which brings us to number two. And you talked a lot about this yesterday, so I'm just going to put it into some bullet points for them. Buying business. Don't build your castle, that's your real estate practice, on someone else's land. When you're buying leads, you are speculating on the following. And I wrote down five bullet points. Speculation. You're speculating on the quality of lead including their time frame, motivation, realistic expectations, not to mention their ability to even buy at all. You're speculating on the exclusivity of the lead, meaning you're not the only one with that lead, and impressions are even worse than leads, okay? Uh, you're speculating on the continued lead flow from whoever you're paying for it. You're speculating on the rules of what you've signed up for. You're speculating that the lead is even an opportunity in your desired area or price range. So that's, that, I think that kind of sums it up. Why would you want to do that? Now, we do want to point out in our book, in our coaching, in everything we've always told you guys to do, we are not uh, telling you not to form. You can call it a team. Call it whatever you want to. We do encourage you to add support staff. We do encourage you to delegate. Of course. We're not telling you to do everything, your, uh, everything yourself. And I know sometimes you guys have heard people say that's what we're advocating. It's absolutely not true. Um, that's just basically people trying to make it so you guys won't listen to what we're saying because what we're saying is irrefutable with regards to basically proactive being a proactive lead generator. But here's what really matters. Here's the big takeaway. What we teach you to do in our coaching program as far as pursuing of listing leads does not cost you anything. Nope. You do not have to buy these leads. They're readily available in your marketplace. You just have to know how to sell to them. You don't like the word sell. I'm sorry. You just got to get over it because that is what you're doing. And all selling is, is helping to solve somebody else's problem. You can use a word other than a salesperson but if that makes you more comfortable. you do have a sales license. You do have a sales license. And I got news for you too. The most truly influential, the, the richest of the rich, the most uh, really historically important people in the history of history, 3,000 thousand years of recorded history for humanity, right? It, they've been salespeople. There are no exceptions. The most, and I don't mean salesperson like a guy selling, you know, door-to-door -door knives, but if you want to become successful at anything in your life, the most important skill that you have to have is knowing how to be a salesperson, knowing how to sell, knowing how to express your ideas, knowing how to influence others, not just by entertaining them through a TikTok video. Influence others because they can see that through your questions and your professionalism, you're helping to solve their problem. That is what you want to have. You can learn from your kids. I laugh because, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about Zoe has been learning a lot, maybe because she listens to podcasts, but she her, her latest thing is, well, that's a nice idea, Mama, but how about this? <laughs> she's, she's negotiating. She's selling. She's gotten pretty good. So pay attention to your kids. All right. So the third B is building your brand. 
Build your brand through your actual reputation, not a made up one. Sellers search for proven results. Buyers search for listings. Your best branding tool is your sold sign, followed by another in the same neighborhood. All right, let's drill down on what Julie just said, because this is a really, really good point. Again, you guys in the business, agents in the business, you're being told that you have to essentially simulate having a good reputation through lots of branding. Branding, in many of your minds, you don't realize is not the same as having a good reputation. You can spend, and many of you are, crap tons of money on your brand, on your logo, on your website if you have one. By the way, agent websites, according to Inman and a whole bunch of other sources, have proven to generate a total of zero actual buyer leads on their own. That war has long since been lost to agents. In any event, so what you're looking at is you're looking at people who are believing that they can buy their way to appearing successful, and that's going to fool the public into doing business with them. That's what social networking is. That's what Instagram is. When you see something on Instagram and you notice that, you know, that person's that, you know, just got a real estate license is leaning on a Ferrari. Do you really, are you really fooled to believe that they just bought that Ferrari themselves? Those are people trying to brand their way into, uh, you know, essentially faking it until they make it. That's all social networking really has become. And that is not what's going to help you become a long-term successful listing agent. What's going to help you become a long-term successful listing agent is actually learning the skills to help solve other people's problems and then doing it over and over and over again. That's how you build a real business. You cannot buy a reputation. You cannot even really, uh, and branding in itself, guys, truthfully, is a fallacy. The concept of branding in our industry is a bit of a, a misnomer. Because again, what they're trying to do is get you to conflate in your mind, they're trying to fool you basically, and you believing that you can somehow purchase your way to having a good reputation. Be careful of that because it's not true and we don't want you to be one of the millions of agents that frankly fell out of this business in a very short period of time because you followed the wrong path. Exactly. So point number six, this is of our top 10 agent failures. We know this from Coaching Forever. We know this from having lots of coaches that are experienced, and we know this from lots of interviews and panels. So you can trust that these are points you don't want to fall into yourself, or if you are, it's time to correct them. So point number six, allowing a failure, a string of failures, or a bad month to become your theme song versus just saying next and moving on, saying it's too soon to tell is better than making your temporary failure into an adult failure spiral. Learn what your early warning signs are and pull yourself out of that funk before it becomes much worse. Let's give an example. So mm -hmm. the too soon to tell thing um, is we learned that from reading a book on Eastern philosophy probably 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the gist of it was is that uh, what people have a tendency to do is wallow in their failures too long and overly celebrate their successes. So as a result of that, they have these massive ups and downs in their emotional states, which our bodies are not conditioned to handle. Yep. It re releases cortisols. It releases all kinds of bad chemicals in your body. You put yourself in fight or flight when you're under fear, a fearful state. All of these things cause you to essentially never have a real long – you don't develop the long-term um, – uh, I think mental aptitude to essentially survive the ups and the downs. And so when you get hit by a couple downs, you're out. Yeah. So the best thing to do is discipline yourself. When you have a success, we're not saying don't acknowledge it, but tell yourself it's too soon to tell. When you have a failure, don't overly acknowledge it, learn from it, right? Acknowledge it. Um, and then again, the learn from it being the most important part, but then tell yourself it's too soon to tell because what often happens is, well, this is definitely, you know, should have been one of these points, I think, but I'll just add it here. Mm -hmm. Everything in life worth having 
takes probably 10 to 15 times longer with probably 20 to 30 times more effort than you think it should, despite what you might believe or being what, what you've been sold. So anything worth having. So if you want long-term, ever-increasing levels of success in your business and per personal life, and we'll lean back into the Orange Theory example because I know some of you, uh, you know, you can relate to it. This is the most salient example. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you going there on a regular basis for longer than you think before you start really feeling the results. It's going to suck for you for a lot longer than you think it should before you start really yeah. feeling results. But you stick with it. And a year from now, you've literally changed your everything. You're standing taller. You feel more. Pr you feel proud of yourself. You look in the mirror. You realize what you've done. Everything in your life changes. So the same goes with becoming a listing agent. The same goes with building wealth. Mm -hmm. The same goes with all the things that we coach you guys to do. So just know you have to give yourself time to really benefit. So again, analogy. Julie and I are from Central Ohio, and we used to live around farms everywhere, right? You go 15 minutes in any direction from where we live, you're looking at soybean farms or corn, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine a farmer who just went to the effort of plowing the fields, planting the seeds, but never showed back up to uh, you know remove the weeds and pull the you know Water. essentially watering's too much work and 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 har let alone harvest it, right? So that was what many of you do. You guys go through the first couple steps and then you just abandon the field. Remember the plane taking off analogy, listeners? It's the same thing. Understand that everything in your world is going to tell you this is taking too long. It's time to quit. It's too hard. It's time to quit. When you feel the greatest amount of pain and frustration, that means you're the closest to a breakthrough. You got to remember that because it's absolutely true. I can't, with the, one of your Navy SEAL books, he was talking about, maybe it was the, the guy that's also a trainer or was training Navy SEALs. He said, when, he said that everybody gives up when they're working out at about 50%. Yeah. And that he pushes, when he's training somebody, he pushes them to be at about 80% and then still makes them give it an extra 10 pull-ups or push-ups or whatever. And that he was talking about how amazed everyone is that they could do so much more than what their mind was telling them that they couldn't do. Well, and why? Because if you're doing a bunch of pull-ups around a bunch of other people and they all max out at five, right? Right. And you're not going to, chances are you're going to max out at five too because subconsciously you've told yourself and your brain is saying five's all you can do. That's what everyone's sure. doing. In other words, your environment is getting you to be mediocre. Your environment is telling you to settle for five. And that's what, it, it, now scale that thought out, guys. That environment now is your life. The environment is your relationship with other people, your finances, your levels of success that you accept, or essentially the levels of success you don't allow yourself to experience. All of these have to do uh, with your environment, your environment, your physical environment, but also, and this is perhaps more powerful, your mental and emotional environment. You're listening to this podcast. Hopefully you guys are getting jazzed up. If you are, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Please give us a five-star review and also uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. But what happens is your mental and emotional environment. Now, if you take what you're getting from this podcast, you hopefully will find some other things that you listen to that are equally as motivational. I frankly look every day and I very rarely find um, most podcasts are more, you know, dry. But let's just say you do. So you, and you find some friends, maybe you go to Orange Theory or go to whatever and you're finding friends that are also in, you know, they're on their journey, right? They're, they're trying to improve themselves. You surrounded yourself with new, a, a new environment. You're trying to create a new world, you know, everything new habits, right? Don't try to increase one or improve one aspect of your life. Increase, try to improve multiple aspects of your life simultaneously because then one will reinforce the other. And if one isn't going well, you hurt yourself at Orange Theory or whatever. And But the other things are going well, you're going to be able to essentially have those other things. You, you'll get back on track. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It, it does. If you're going to Orange Theory, but all your friends you're hanging out with on the weekends are just pounding down the Krispy Kremes, that, <laughs> then that's so nice. If their line is Krispy Kreme, but your line is Orange Theory. Right. It's, 
You guys get the point? Yeah. It ain't going to work. You're yeah. going to start eating the Krispy Kremes. I mean, I know I would. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's round this point out. Remember, this point was allowing a failure, a string of failures, or a bad month to become your theme song. So remember this. This is something that we would go back to very regularly in our real estate practice. Here's a fact. Nothing will pull you out of a real estate funk like taking a new sellable listing. 100%. Just another reason to pull to put all of your efforts into becoming a powerful listing agent. Listen to this. If you knew, and some of you do, if you knew that you could set a qualified listing appointment by the end of the day today, list it tomorrow, and sell it this week, what would that do to your outlook? If you want to change your pattern, stick with that thought. Nothing pulls you out of a real estate funk like a new listing. So here's your homework, guys. Obviously, we'd really appreciate the reviews, but also go back and listen to past podcasts. If you're wanting to take your relationship with us uh, to the next level, obviously purchase our book on Amazon or any major bookseller, but do join our coaching program. I mean, the coaching program is the fast track to becoming a listing agent. We do obviously build, help agents build their businesses and you know all the aspects, marketing, luxury, distressed real estate. We have so many different things we talk about in our premier coaching program, but really the focus and all the circle, you know, everything always comes back to being a powerful listing agent. If you're ready to join uh, premier coaching, which I strongly encourage you to, and you can be on the coaching call with your coach tomorrow, text the word premier to 47372. Just text the word premier to 47372. Remember, message and data rates apply. So Julie, we're going to pick up on point number what tomorrow? Point number seven for tomorrow. Point number seven. What was your favorite point from today? Uh, well, you know, I really do believe in getting your health together because when you have that discipline, it does, like you were saying, uh, work on multiple things at once. When you are following one discipline, it makes it so much harder for you to not follow another one. Because you feel like a hypocrite. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. 100%. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.